Welcome to a snug podcast. Welcome to two cast members. There are two of us on this episode that we are welcoming you to. I am never separate. And there's a wood elf next to me. Who are you? <laughs> I am gone crazy back soon. The wood elf next to you. Well, just, I should have just said that. I should have said, when you said, who are you? I should have said the wood elf next to you. <laughs> well, I came prepared because normally I sit between two wood elves and I have to worry that I'm going to get eaten. But This is true. Uh, I'm a vampire, so. <laughs> yeah, now I have to worry about you. Tainted. Don't cross Tainted. me. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true. Uh, yeah, so it's just the two of us tonight. Um, Gwen is away and uh, maybe away for a little bit. Um, just some things going going on for her to, in real life she needs to take care of. And uh, I've been there. Crazy's been there. We yep. Part of life. So uh, hopefully she can be back with us soon. But for now, um, we're still hanging out in her house. She forgot to lock the curtain. and um, <laughs> We didn't have to take the tavern across the street like that one time. Yeah. Um, yeah, she didn't, she didn't, uh, pin the curtain up. So we just kind of stepped on through and, um, yeah. So we've got some ESO newsy stuff to discuss and some not particularly ESO newsy stuff to discuss kind of too, a little here and there. Um, so we'll get into that, but for now, yeah. what, have, what have you been up to? Oh gosh. Um, I haven't had a whole lot of time, uh, but I guess I've had maybe a little more. I've probably had less time, but the time I've had has been a little longer, if that's a good way of putting it. Um, so I continued on with the Necrom storyline a little bit. I'm to Cypher's Midden, and I have really, or I was really digging into some lore on that. I took a bunch of notes on my phone and a bunch of things and wrote down a bunch of titles of lore books and did all of this stuff and then when I went to look for it today it wasn't there. <laughs> Which made me really really sad so I guess I never saved it. So that sucks. Um, I did the Undaunted event a little bit because that's going on. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, so yeah, I did some of that. I ran some random normals today with Toasted Peanut, and then I also soloed one, and, uh, also did a couple dungeons today, just the two of us with, with Minwee Pro and I, so at one point. Did you say you soloed a random dungeon? I, not a random. Oh. I soloed, I, uh, the pledge was like Elden 1 or something like that. Elden Hollow 1. Mm -hmm. um, so I just went in and soloed it because I was like, I could queue for this, but as a DPS, it's probably going to take me forever. And I was like, I bet if I take Ember um, for when I need her, if like I can't heal myself through anything, I'll be fine. And that's literally what I did. And I think I did it in like 15 minutes. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't bad at all. Um, so yeah, I've, I've kind of been messing around with it all around. I've done it with random pug groups. I've done it by myself. I've done it with just me and one other person. And uh, yeah, that's how I've been doing the Undaunted 
stuff so far. I haven't undaunted? really had a lot of time. Undaunted? undaunted? Are we? We, we are undaunted. <laughs> yeah. So that's pretty much all I've had time to be up to in game at the moment. Um, yeah, it was a really busy work week for me. I had an event going on, so there was a lot of time that I was not really able to sit down and do anything in game. Or I would come home and I would just be so tired. I'm like, I can't even log in. So I would just go to sleep. But yeah, that's about it. Sounds fun. Mm-hmm. How about yourself? What have you been up to? Anything? Um, yeah, so not a lot. Uh, the only thing I've really had a chance to do, um, not as much because of lack of time, uh, but just, uh, just doing other things, but, um, is I actually did have Saturday off and spent some of that time elsewhere, but not elsewhere. Um, <laughs> but I did have a couple of, uh, gold leads that I needed to get before they expired. I had two in, uh, two in Telvani and one in the Deadlands, I think. And, uh, nice. I don't even remember what they were for. I just knew I had to get them done. One of them was for, I think, one of the furnishing or the, um, oh, like a, maybe the alchemy station or something. One was for a mythic, I think. I don't remember, but. Anyway, I had three of those that were that were pending in my log, and because I've started uh, an Arcanist, and if I've played much, I've tried to be playing on that just to get it leveled up. Um, I haven't uh, taken much time to go and do antiquities on my other character. And we were discussing that earlier. If you know, if it does work out that I decide I like my Arcanist enough to jump over and start maining. Uh, this class um, probably going to end up actually just buying the antiquity skill line because I don't want to level that mess up again. It was too grindy and um, I don't mind doing the antiquities when I'm getting cool stuff but I don't want to and I don't really want to fool with doing a thousand antiquities just to get little things to sell for 100 and 250 gold. Um, yeah, it definitely takes a while to get through the antiquities content. Yeah, so... Uh, but we'll see. I'm not going to rush into that. I, you know, if I do need to do them, I can do them on my uh, Templar. But, um, yeah, just before we started, I sent you some screenshots. You know, we talked last week. That, you know, I've been playing some No Man's Sky. and uh, But it's been kind of fun seeing some of the environments in that game that make me think about uh, environments from this game. There's a planet mm -hmm. that I landed on that is actually considered a paradise planet. Uh, which means it has really good weather and, um, you know, not a lot of harmful things to, to deal with. And during the day, just lots of, lots of mushrooms and stuff. And, and then at night they glow. Um, <laughs> so very reminiscent, <clears throat> mm -hmm. which the, the Telvani mushrooms don't glow at night, right? Uh, um, depends on where you're at. I know that the like, glowing mushrooms I always associated, like, in Skyrim with, uh... Blackreach? In, in the caves and stuff, yeah. Yeah. Um, there are a few that glow in the Tovani Peninsula. Um, a lot of times they're in, like, gardens or in, like, housing areas. Mm -hmm. okay. um, more so than out in the world. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So, uh, yeah. yeah. That's been about what I've what I've been up to as far as my 
in-game ESO expeditions go. Um, the Undaunted thing, which we're going to get to, uh, the event going on right now. Uh, well, I guess we could just we could just go ahead and get into that. Sure. Um, and then I'll, I'll I'll give I'll give my take on that. Um, so uh, we do have the Undaunted celebration going right now. Uh, it's just a basically dungeons and um, reward boxes and tickets and and all the things that are associated with doing the uh, doing the events. But um, you said you've been doing some of that stuff on PC, right? Yeah, I did some on PC. I um I tried to run one the other day on PlayStation. It was just so late. I was so tired. Mm. Actually, I think I might have done one of the solo. I think I soloed one on here the other day. I think that's how I ended up with 10 tickets. But um yeah, in general, the other times that I've done it, like when I was at my event the other day that I was doing at work, I was just sitting around waiting for a long time, so that's when I did the one the one dungeon. Um but yeah, the drops aren't like too terrible. I mean, the undaunted reward boxes that are the regular ones that you get, they don't have like a ton in them. They've got like potions and like random item set pieces or, you know, things like that. But then um, the motif pages that have been dropping aren't bad for me. So I've had a couple of the opal pages already drop uh, when I've been doing stuff. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's nice to get the stuff and you can always sell the other things. Like that's the thing for me is when you're getting, you know, like all of these, um, potions and different things out of the, uh, actual boxes, even if you don't use them, like on a low level character or whatever, if you go ahead and just sell them, you're still making money off of it, you know? Mm -hmm. So that's the nice part. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I saw that we had the event going and uh, looked up, you know, details on what, we, you know, what all we were getting. And the the new morph is, uh, you get the first two pieces to morph the, um, oh gosh, what is it? I'm uh, the passion, passion Dancer's Garment. Yeah. So they've, they they've, all... Go ahead. I was going to say, but the nice thing is they're also stocking old stuff. So they're stocking like old pet fragments mm -hmm. and Deadland stuff and Indrix stuff still. So that's right. Good. Yeah, if you haven't gotten any of that stuff, it's a good, it's a good time to get some of that, even if you're not interested. That, that's just where I've been at. They've, they've really leaned into all of the Passion Dancer stuff this time around, and it's just not, not really my motif, so to speak. Um, not not really you know, a look that I'm into, so... Um, all of that stuff, the last several events, has just been kind of like, eh, I'm just going to sit on my tickets and wait for the next one. Um, so I haven't... The tickets must be very warm. Yeah, yeah, they are warm tickets. If you've been sitting on them this whole time, your furry Khajiit bum. <laughs> hopefully hopefully uh, I don't wear off the, uh, the writing so that the impresario can still uh, tell that they're valid. Um... But yeah, I mean the, the the other stuff, like you said, if if you haven't um, if you haven't collected all of the old things all the way back to even the Indrix, which were the first ones, right? Um, yeah, those yeah those were some of the first uh, 
the first tickets, I believe, yeah, the were Hendrix from were the, the Hendrix Hendrix. were the first thing because that, that first year was just Hendrick, 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 and people were yeah during Somerset. Um, so they finally changed that up. Um, and, but if you didn't get any of those, if you weren't playing at the time, or you know missed a couple tickets on something. Then uh, every time they have an event, they rotate through which ones are available, right? Including the pets. Mm-hmm. So yep, they're giving. They've been ro- rotating through. Yeah, so they're they're giving you an opportunity to go back and get that stuff, um, which is nice, um, because it's kind of a bummer to see stuff that people have in game that is, was available in game that you can't get anymore. So yeah, um, them bringing that stuff back around is kind of nice. Um, yeah, there are some, um, I can't remember if we mentioned this before on one of the other weeks, but there are new motif style pages that are coming. Um, well, actually those are the motifs that drop, sorry. Uh, the new monster weapon styles. That's what I was trying to say. Mm-hmm. Um, there's the recent, the new Sentinel of Rekugams or Gam, I don't know, some dwarven word. Um, Veladreth, Iceheart, Lord Warden, Nightflame, and the Swarm Mother. Um, so those are new um, drops, I think. Uh, and then, of course, you've got all of the listed motif-style pages for Ascendant Order, Bloodforge, Crimson Oath, Dreadsail, Fanglair, Huntsman, Hazardous Alchemy, Icereach, Mazatune, Moongrey Fane, Pyrewatch, Silken Ring, Scalecaller, Silver Dawn, Stags of Zen, Silver Rose, Thorn Legion, True Sworn, and Waking Flame. So, if you don't have any of those styles, get ready, because you can either get them yourself, or you'll be able to buy them at guild stores very soon. <laughs> are those... So. Are those? Um, I guess they are sellable then, right? Mm-hmm, um, they should be if they're drops, yeah. yeah. And you get the drops by uh, defeating the last boss in the dungeon, right? Mm-hmm. And yep. you also That's where you get also get your tickets. From, right. The tickets are from Dungeons Only. Um, and then you also can get drops from the Delves, too, correct? Yep. I believe it's uh, like any any Undaunted Delve anytime you do the the quest or whatever. Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess we could read the article and <laughs> it, would, it would answer those questions. But... Um, yeah, so you can open you can open this unique container to receive various reward items, including gold, consumable style pages, and Donna Keys. Open Weppel oh, open Weppel. <laughs> Words tonight are so easy to say. Opal weapon styles and more. Uh, after you've defeated your first dungeon boss each day, keep going. Subsequent final dungeon boss uh, bosses reward regular undaunted boxes. Um, which include, and we just listed off some of that stuff there. And then the Daily Glorious Undaunted Reward Box can also include uh, the monster weapon styles. And then regular Undaunted Reward Boxes can also be earned by completing uh, Ball Girls Daily Undaunted Delve Quest. So there you go. Um, yeah, so if you are feeling brave and want to venture into some dungeons now's a good time to do it um uh, even if you just if you just like running dungeons event or no event um now's a good time because you're going to get a bunch of extra stuff from doing it 
Um, so go and join up and be undaunted. Un Who knows? No fear of beast or blade. Undaunted. <laughs> uh, yep. So there you go. That's the Undaunted Celebration happening now through September 19th at 10 a.m. Um, you know what else we got, finally? Uh, the last an, an show, we didn't get it yet. We d we got a patch. Maybe not an eye patch, oh. but we did get update 39, finally. Oh, okay. <laughs> However, it came with a nice little bug. <laughs> so maybe we do need an eye patch. Um... This bug supposedly, I think, so far has only been on consoles. I don't know if they've done a hotfix for it yet or if they will be doing a hotfix for it at some point. Um, it's for the UI team, basically. But uh, it is essentially that new, like, the new um, tool or the new system when you go into um, sell stuff or buy stuff. Uh, it is currently showing in the um, tab that things will not be able to be sold even though they are things that can be sold. Um, it's basically showing up on the buy page instead of on the sell page. <laughs> so like when you go to buy it'll say you can't sell this or something like that. So it's, it's appearing in the wrong spot. Now I don't think that it really affects anything I think it's more so just annoying um, basically uh, Zoss Kevin wrote um, this is a new symbol to show where an item cannot be sold to a vendor here's the line from the patch notes vendor windows will now display an icon indicating items cannot be sold however our team has identified the bug where the symbol is showing up on the buy page and is not working as intended it's meant only to show up on the sell page we're working to get this fixed and we'll update when we know a timeline for a fix for implementation so if you're currently a console player because apparently it is on PlayStation and Xbox um, it will be potentially showing that bug right now. Um, I guess a bunch of people, you know, are saying it clutters the UI, it does all of these different things, but I, I mean, I appreciate it personally, because <laughs> then I know what can and can't be sold, but, you know, everybody has opinions, you can't make everybody happy. Um, so, yeah, some other people gave feedback saying that, um, you know, fixing it where it doesn't show on the buy screen is an improvement, but still they feel that it's generally unneeded. So, I don't know. Um, yeah, I just wanted to throw that in there because it's not a, um, it was not a bug that appeared on PC, but I guess it did appear with the patch on console. So it must have something to do with the controller UI or something along those lines. Yeah, there's one question was raised. Uh, I'm just kind of looking through that thread about mm -hmm. why why do those items even show up at all? Because stolen goods don't show up. Yeah. It's like yeah. It, it does seem like if they would have just made things that can't be sold just not show up in a sell screen, that would that would be a, a way to, to to fix that. But true. I have no idea how what the difference is in coding that to work as opposed to coding in a new little symbol next to it. Either way is is fine with me, but um, I, I I would probably agree that the easiest 
easiest for the user would be that it just doesn't show up. That way they don't see a symbol and have to remember, oh, that symbol means it can't be sold. Um, right. Just for it to not be there at all would, would be the, the better option, but we'll see what they do with it. Right. Um, but other than that, yeah. no real bugs. That's Everything else is pretty smooth. I think so. It seems so far. I haven't really gotten to mess with Update 39 too much. I mean, I can definitely see that there's some things that are different on my build because um, it feels a little different at times. But um, I definitely want to look through my skills and, you know, look at the whole now that if it's on one bar active, it works for the other bar too and oh, yeah. things like that. Is that every so. skill like that? Every, like, while slotted skill? I know that there was a few specified that I saw. Yeah, um, I cannot fully remember. Um, I need to go back and look. But um, I do know one of the ones that I really like is that one skill. Oh, pardon me. Um, there's one skill that you cast it, and you have to do light attack weaves, and then it will proc a spectral bow. And it used to be that if you re-upped accidentally in your rotation, it would cancel out your stacks that you had already built. Um, so it was easy to accidentally never actually get your proc. Um, and now they've changed that, which is nice. You can't, like, once you start that, you can't re recast or whatever. Or if you do recast, it doesn't dump your, your proc, which is nice. So I've got to mess with that one a little bit more. Um, yeah. So overall, pretty smooth thus far that I can tell, but I also haven't been delving through the forums. No, no, you we know? already talked about delving. That was the end on an event. Yeah, that's true. The delving through the forums. Har, 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 har. Oh, man. Um, I wish Gwen was here for a minute because there's something that she would, well, maybe not love because Vivek and, yeah, Clockwork and, you know, so the sill and all of that um <laughs> not not her favorite necessarily uh but what is her favorite is some cosplay stuff and they did a community spotlight um and it says the clockwork god and the apostle captured in cosplay um so this is the mad tinkerer that's their name online and then also arania um so they did an interview with them back and forth about their cosplay um, of the clockwork god himself and um, a uh, an apostle, one of the clockwork apostles. Which if you've done the clockwork city quest line, you know a little bit more about who they are and kind of understand who they are. Um, so yeah, the photos that they took are amazing. The detailing on some of this cosplay stuff that they've done is fantastic. They made like a book. Their, you know, all of their, the armor and the mechanical arms and stuff look absolutely great. Um, so yeah, just really... Pardon me! The yawning is not for the, um, not liking the article. The yawning is because I am just tired. Um, so really, really great stuff here. Uh, they also have, they did a cosplay for their original character, which is an arcanist, Redris Sathrin. So that's really, really cool. <gasps> Look, a Gwen! <gasps> a Gwen is here. She just commented. She said, I actually love Sothasil. I've been following those two on Instagram for a while. The article is well-deserved. Yay! I 
couldn't remember. It's just, you don't like Vivek, right? Is that who I'm thinking of? Like Sotha So, but not Vivek? Yeah, those two on Instagram have had some great content as well. I agree. So, only Sotha So. <laughs> that's, that's what I thought. <laughs> the tribunal ain't your favorite. <laughs> but you like Sotha So. Um... So yeah, they've got some great stuff. The Arcanist cosplay looks really, really nice too. The detailing is fantastic on her, on her belt or on their belt, I guess I should say. Um, yeah, so really great stuff there. If you want, um, you can find them on Instagram and Twitter or X as it is in parentheses. Um, so yeah, and same with the Mad Tinkerer. They're also on Instagram, Twitter, and Tumblr. So you can look at some of their stuff as they build it. But I love that they've been doing these community spotlights on, you know, cosplay and Legos and all sorts of different things. It's been really, really cool. So head on over and check out some of their photos. Um, cool. Yep. Yeah. So we've I know got... you're not. You know I'm what? I was going to say, I know you're not a person that like cosplays or does anything like that, but I mean, what do you think about the fact that they've started to branch out and use, you know, like actually publish that stuff or like look at community peeps for that stuff? I think it's, I mean, I think doing any, any anytime somebody's going to take, um, take the time to, uh, to do something like that, that shows their, uh, their love of a, of a game or a franchise, uh, to see the people that are responsible for making that franchise recognize them, um, I think it's cool. And I, you know, I, I have no idea what these people do for a living, but I, right. I think, um, you know, it would be cool to see people like that considered for, you know, even like costume design stuff or, yeah, um, like it, you know, I know a lot of people have uh, found you know, been discovered in, in various uh, art forms through things like that. But I, th I think, you know, just for them to, to show, you know, recognition and um, for, for artists, be it, uh, you know, cosplay or uh, painting or uh, we've had one or two music things too, haven't we? Mm. Or was that just the band? I think that was just the one band that... Like, yeah, I, that was just... That's less of a community the one, thing. The one band. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think it, I think it's neat. Um, cosplay is not something that I'm, you know, overly interested in just for, you know, time, time's sake. And, um, but, you know, it, it's basically just the same thing as costume design for acting in movies and shows and things like that. Like they're essentially just doing that stuff as a hobby that people get paid a bunch of money to do for you know, designing costumes for a set. So I think it's cool to see what people can do that just have, have learned a craft and, uh, taking the time, you know, including the stuff we've seen our very own Gwen do. Um, you know, I think that, I think that's neat. Yeah, for sure. I agree. It's very, very cool. Um, you know, only other thing, was, go just ahead. To, just to add to that. Um, if, if some of these folks wanted to, uh, Depending, I don't know how much of like 
3D printing is involved with some of that stuff, but um, you know, if they're designing some of these weapons and things like that, if if they are using 3D printing for any of it, uh, there's a market for stuff like that for replicas for you know people that want to just collect stuff to you know kind of hang up on their shelves and things like that. So, just a thought. Funny that you mentioned that. Um... Earlier today, when I was on Twitter, because I'm not calling it X, um, <laughs> earlier today when I was on Twitter, I actually saw someone who had taken the um, Sheagorath statue, and they had gotten the measurements or, like, the key points for it, and they had given it to their brother who owned a 3D printer and asked them to print one, like, as big as they could. And they ended up printing it in, like, pieces, like big chunky pieces or whatever mm -hmm. and then they glued it all together and now they have this huge like like four foot tall Shagorath statue That's <laughs> I wish I, I should have saved the tweet I, I don't know where it was but they yeah they took like the little statue from in game and they basically like had them scan it and render it and model it and then they printed it in these like blocky chunky pieces and he glued it together and spent all of this time putting it together, and now he has this giant Sheo statue. <laughs> He's like, I, I kind of gave it to my brother as a challenge and like a joke, and then now I got something really awesome out of it. So he's going to like sand it and paint it and do all the things to it. Isn't that crazy? That is wild. Yeah. yeah. 3D printing technology has come so far. It's, mm -hmm. I mean, people, there, there's, there's places where they're 3D printing houses now. Yeah, I mean, we use it at my work all the time. Um with props and stuff so it's pretty pretty cool to see that it's becoming more normal um like more common usage i guess mm -hmm. i could you could say yeah. not normal but more common it it was it's still pretty expensive but like it's it's more more people are using it mm -hmm. you know yeah a guy i used to work with a guy in the 3d printing stuff uh i don't know i don't know that he does that anymore i think he does like uh automotive restoration classic car stuff but uh, for a while he, he even got into teaching some 3d printing stuff at a college nearby um, so yeah just some cool stuff but anyway yeah just back to the actual ESO related stuff there um, you know some of the uh, I, I think the, the stuff that I would be most interested in having um, when it comes to that kind of stuff is some of the weapons like I don't probably think I'd have a staff or um, maybe a sword but they're so big but maybe like yeah. uh, a dagger or something or, or a helmet if there's like a cool um, helmet or something that could be you know done that way because I mean you could hand make all of them I guess but that seems like that would you know be such a such a big project to try to do those if you were going to sell those to people but anyway we're getting off yeah. off subject but short <laughs> answer to your question I do find that stuff neat anyway Glenn, remind me that Glenn I said Make it in pieces. She said, psh, make it in pieces. <laughs> I'm just thinking as far as the size of a staff or something and where it would go in my house. Um, that would be my Make concern. it so that it comes apart. That's what she's saying. I know, but I would want it to display. Oh, okay, that's true. Yeah, not, not to that's carry true. around, but that's like to, to put like, you know, I've got all these Funkos and other, you know, things like that. Just to put up on the shelf somewhere. Um, that's true. But... But yeah, I mean, take if you were going to use it and carry it and you know do things with it, then one that would come apart would be awesome. Mm -hmm. 
remind me that I have a work-related question for you later, by the way, but not for now. Okay. Um, only other thing really to note is that the Update 40 preview is later on this week. It's on the 14th. Um, so stay tuned. Next time we do a show, we'll know more information about Update 40. Now that's Pretty the uh, that's the stream they're doing, right? Mm-hmm. Not uh not the PTS stuff yet. Correct. Okay. Yep. So, yeah. Um. So for lore tonight, well, I before we get go ahead. into that, yeah. Um, I think I'm gonna space out. <laughs> You're gonna space out a little bit. Yeah. Uh, you, you've been in a different set of space than what I was talking about. <laughs> All right, carry on. <laughs> Look oh, at that it segue. Was a, it was a bad joke. It was a terrible joke segue, but we'll let it happen. Um, there's only one Bosmer here and you're a vampire now, so I don't, I don't know. I'm not sure. I don't know if I can handle it. Um, yeah, so, uh, Starfield, of course, came out couple weeks ago now at this point there was a couple well, a couple weeks ago i guess was the like the the pre-launch and then it launched later this earlier this week um so starfield has been out for a while it's a bethesda game and you know with bethesda games they always like to do little easter eggs and things that kind of harken back to uh you know other games and popular culture things and it was pretty funny because when I when it first came out I wasn't really hearing a whole lot from people about like you know Easter eggs or thing that they had found yet and I think it was mostly just because there were a lot of people with their hands on the game but they were also so involved in it that they weren't really saying much at this point um, and now it's starting to come out more and more uh, on the on the internet and on the socials and I thought it might be fun to talk about some of the Easter eggs that people have found that they think relate to Elder Scrolls. Um, one of the ones that I saw earlier uh, made me go like, huh? Because I really need to finish reading the book. Um, but Alara, who uh, is a contributor to the UESP, um, she was also in Vegas uh, when we were there, I believe. Um, but yeah, Alara posted, there's a planet, and its name is Umbriel. And Umbriel is a, I don't want to spoil anything, but Umbriel is in the Elder Scrolls novel, The Infernal City. And it's spelled the same way. So it's clearly, to me, that seems like that's probably an Easter egg that has to do with Elder Scrolls, which I thought was pretty fun. So that kind of, that tweet actually is what kind of made my brain go down the rabbit hole a little bit and be like, okay, what's some other stuff that I've seen? Um, a few days ago, I sent one to Minwee Pro because he's been really, really into playing Starfield right now. And um, I pulled it up here in this thing that I Googled, which was just like, you know, the best Starfield Easter eggs uh, for Elder Scrolls. And one of them, I guess, is there's a colonist who literally goes, I used to be an explorer too, but then I, no, never mind, it's a long story, referencing um, that they used to be an adventurer until they took an arrow in the knee. Fun fact, though, is if you actually choose some of the um, skill lines in Starfield, <laughs> if you go to a skill that's called crippling, it shows like a picture of a knee 
and there's like a kneecap and is clearly the knee joint. Now, this is the perfect, perfect, perfect Bethesda Easter egg in my opinion. Because as soon as I saw this, I started absolutely laughing. So it says, after you upgrade the perk, the artwork changes and it gets an arrow shot into the knee <laughs> for the crippling skill. The higher the skill goes, the further in the arrow goes. <laughs> so when you're looking at the actual like artwork for the skill, it will eventually show an arrow going through your knee. That's pretty awesome. I think that's brilliant. Like, so, so brilliant. Um, I love when game companies and, and developers do stuff like that. Because sometimes it's, like, very obvious, like this one. And then other times it's just, like, little subtleties here and there, you know? Like the Umbriel one. Unless you had read that novel, The Infernal City, you might not even catch the fact that that there's a planet or a city or whatever, because I don't haven't played Starfield, but whatever that is that's named and spelled the exact same way. So there's like subtle hints, and then there's other ones like that. The other one, of course, that everybody knows about is the Adoring Fan. So if you've ever played Oblivion, you had um, the Adoring Fan who would, you know, follow you around and and talk to you all the time, and sometimes people would throw them off you know, a cliff and, and all of these things, but, um, they were very, very iconic. So now they have a character called the adoring fan as well. And you can actually choose a secondary skill or like a secondary piece called hero worshiped and you will get the same sort of thing, but in Starfield with the Starfield flavor. So it's actually the same voice actor, which makes it amazing. The character has the same sort of personality, which is also amazing. And to be quite honest, they look a little Bosmery. <laughs> like, they they mimicked him very, very well in the game, but then they also made him look, you know, futuristic, which is pretty cool. Um, another really fun one that someone found, and this is like a smaller Easter egg, uh, but it's still pretty cool, is I guess there's the name Delvin Mallory, that is listed on a prison log, and that is a character in Skyrim who is a high-ranking member of the Thieves Guild, Thieves Guild in Riften. So again, another cool little, like, hint at some Elder Scrolls content that not everybody would catch. Um, and the other one that was my absolute favorite that I saw is um, there is a scroll of some sort and it's even on a scroll holder and there is a book um, and the people are saying that this one is kind of a joke that has been left by Bethesda so it's a scroll holder and it's being held up by the book Great Expectations <laughs> um, people are inferring that it is kind of an Elder Scrolls 6 reference mm -hmm. you know like it's being held up by there's a lot of expectations for when it's coming and all of these things happening and that it was re it was announced before Starfield but released after Starfield and you know all of that so um, kind of a fun little reference there the other thing too is there's somewhere else and I didn't save it but I have seen another like explanation for what that scroll is and in the actual scroll description it says something about like time being a not being a construct or something along those lines and that you know 
people who read the scrolls had innate knowledge or you know something I, I, I don't exactly remember the wording but it was pretty cool because it was kind of like okay it seems like they're probably referencing an Elder Scroll um, but at the same time it also felt like a bit of a stretch but you know still pretty fun little thing so um, I just wanted to kind of touch on that because I thought it would be pretty pretty fun to think about I guess my my whole reason for wanting to talk about it or touch on it is what do you think about or how do you feel about Easter eggs when they put them in games when they are these larger or more well-known like pop culture references like um, how do you feel about that from like a lore perspective do you feel like it breaks lore do you feel like it's a nice little nod to other things that the developers have done like how do you feel about it um I don't know that I'd say it breaks. I guess it depends on the um, the context in which it's it's displayed. Mm-hmm. Um, because you know, if you take something like Starfield, that's supposed to be set in kind of a futuristic environment, right? Um, then who's to say that they wouldn't have played a, a video game about Elder Scrolls? Um, so to see a scroll referencing uh, a game you know, wouldn't seem too far out there. Now, if you were to flip that and we're playing Elder Scrolls and we're just wandering about and come upon a starship (laughs) because it's referencing Starfield, um, I think that would probably break lore and feel out of place. Mm. Um, But, you know, but but going the other way, I I think it works fine. Um, Just because... You know, th- this is known to be fantasy, and Starfield is. I'm not saying Starfield's trying to be realistic, but it's supposed to be futuristic. Um, and there's technology, and video games are. You know, we we play them thanks to technology. So it's you know it's feasible that they they might have a world like this that somebody's a fan of that they collect memorabilia for. Um, well. And then, like, you know, things like the skill tree show and stuff like that. Like, they found a way to, you know, the na- like the arrow in the knee it would be crippling, right? <laughs> um, yeah. So, it, you know, it, it, even if you don't have any clue, um, and, and this is probably, um, probably one of the things that maybe would make the difference, is, like, if you don't have any clue about Skyrim, then you wouldn't be thrown off by that. You would just think that's just what they went with. Um, because it fits the game that it's in. Whereas if you are familiar with it, you go, it fits the game it's in, but I know what they were doing there. <laughs> um, so, yeah, for sure. Yeah. The, the, I used to be explorer, but no, nah, never mind. Like that, that's funny. I, I like that. I think that's, you know, they're like, yeah, I'm not going to finish that line. You know where I was going. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, well, and the interesting is the interesting thing is I, you were talking about space and elder scrolls. There's actually a whole like theory or community that actually thinks you know, that Nern is round. Yeah. Yeah, Nern is round. Um, and Mundus is. No, I'm just kidding. We're not going to go into that again. Uh, but like, there is stuff that talks about like theoretically spaceships, or um, I think there's dirigibles and like all sorts of things that we don't really ex- uh, explore or talk about in Elder Scrolls Online, but it has been referenced, I believe. I'd have to go back and like really dig into the lore, um, but I do recall 
seeing that or hearing that. So even the space references in our game wouldn't be terribly off, you know, kilter, but they're just not the main focus. It's not what you typically think of in this particular um, lore of this game. I do find, um, you know, what you were talking about interesting, like it's feasible that someone could play a game or be a fan of the game. In Starfield, though, a lot of those references to things that we're talking about were things that are taken as, like, antiquities. So it's, like, supposed to be, like, an artifact, basically, rather than, like, a memorabilia piece. So they're actually kind of throwing it a little bit into the the lore of that game, too, in some ways, I think. I mean, like I said, I haven't played Starfield, but I've known quite a few people that have at this point, and I just thought it was fun to to talk about that or look at, you know, what they do when they reference Easter eggs in other games. I think there are definitely some games that take it too far. Um, you know, I don't think either of these games have at this point, but um, there are games that, and I can't really think of specific examples, but I know that I've played games where I'm like, that's from this, and it's a little weird that it's here, like you said, you know. Um, what was so the, I think... Uh, did you ever play... Uh, Oh, was it Gex, the lizard oh, game? Oh no, I didn't play that. PlayStation One, PlayStation no. Two, maybe. Yeah, that game was nothing but pop culture references. He literally ran around quoting movies and stuff the whole time you're playing. It was, it was really. That's weird. interesting. Um, not quite the same as an Easter egg. It's very direct, but anyway. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, if they're presenting it in a form that it's like antiquities that they've that they found um i guess it depends on how they explain the possible things in the universe like you're saying that in, there are elder scrolls references to things that could be taken as spaceships um you know it's one thing for them to read about seeing something in the sky or i i, I have to see the reference you're talking about mm -hmm. um but to just walk up and go there's a starship laying on the ground what in the yeah. world? Like, it just looks out of place. There's this weird, technologically advanced thing in the middle of a desert with dragons flying around and um, weird two-legged lizard creature things, you know? Right. Um, so, it would depend on how, how well they, I think, established um, why it works within their world. Um, like I said, as long as they can find a way to make it feel like it fits, I think it's okay. Because um, mm -hmm. if you come across something, you're like, now I'm just taken out of the game. Because now I'm like, what is this doing here? This doesn't, it doesn't fit. It doesn't make sense. It shouldn't be here. Why is it here? Um, but if they, you know, if it's antiquities and you're flying around and they say, well, magic exists in Starfield. I don't. Does does magic exist in Starfield? <laughs> I don't know. I haven't played it. I have um, no idea. <laughs> you know, because if magic exists in the universe they've created, then Perhaps um, all of the people on Nern that you know thought they understood everything around them were mistaken, and here's these other planets that um, you know exist, and they're just on one of them that somebody happens to find, and you know after the great dragon break destroyed everything or whatever you know I, I'm, I'm, yeah. not, I'm not trying to write lore by any means but um, no, no, no. but you know, but I know they, what you mean if they find a way to make it make sense as to why it exists in their game in their universe then I, I think it's okay yeah no I, no, I agree I think it's fun 
Yeah, I do too. I think it's I think it's pretty cool. Um, yeah, I just thought that might be a fun little you know short thing to talk about and how it like relates to lore. So not necessarily the lore on it itself, but mm-hmm. how you know do you feel like things like that affect the lore of a game, or how do you think it's works when they tie it into the lore of a game? How do they cross over? How do they do those things? So I wonder what it's like to sit in on <laughs> to sit in on a dev a dev meeting where they're like, yeah, and okay, in this section we've got this um, skill. Uh, we're going to name it Crippling, and um, we're going to reference uh, the arrow to the knee thing from Skyrim because Skyrim is a huge pop culture reference, and, you know, we want to make this sort of joke or whatever. Like, you know, I wonder how much, being that it is Bethesda to Bethesda thing, mm-hmm. you know, I'm sure it's not as much red tape but i am curious like how they go about that or like if someone's like i want to add this joke in or this easter again like how does that work as a developer you know do they have to clear it do they have to clear it with the lore people (laughs) how many of those things get put in by developers that can put it in without you know without telling anybody and then somebody somebody within the company's playing the game and they're like wait what (laughs) todd howard's playing and he goes wait a minute who did this who programmed this? And you, you have to wonder if they're, if you know, if in those meetings you've got some like younger person who's not familiar, um, <laughs> or an older person who's not familiar who's just really good at coding or whatever, and they hired him recently, and they're like, oh yes, we're going to reference um, the arrow to the knee, and they're just sitting there going with this blank look on their face, and they raise their hand, what? <laughs> but if we're being honest, if you don't know the arrow to the knee joke by now. Do you even video game, bro? <laughs> yeah, this is true. And you know, if we're gonna, if they're gonna take so many uh, Easter eggs from their own games, is there like a planet in Starfield with a race of people with potato heads? No, but there is a potato Easter egg. <laughs> well, I mean, is there a potato Easter egg, or is it just potatoes exist also in that no. world? <laughs> no, it references Lord of the Rings. So it says, can be prepared many ways. Boiled, mashed, used in a stew. The recipes are nearly limitless. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. So it's like a flavor text, but Mm -hmm. uh, people are saying that they think it's a Lord of the Rings reference. Oh, gosh. Um, Borderlands does a lot of that stuff. You said flavor text, and that just triggered Mm -hmm. my my thought on that. Yeah, Borderlands has a lot of flavor text on, um, like, well, not even legendary only. Uh, just random guns you'll pick up uh, or uh, other pieces will have red flavor text for all kinds of things and I would not be surprised if there is some sort of Skyrim easter egg or something in Borderlands one of them somewhere so yeah that stuff is very common yeah I feel like flavor text is usually the easiest way that they sneak stuff in but when they full out have like an NPC say it or when they sneak it into a skill line or something that's direct, like, it's really, really fun. Um, yeah, I think I think a lot of times they... And, and here's the other thing about Starfield. I think you only get, like, two skills or something, or, like, secondary skills. So if you never chose Cripple, you would never see that, mm-hmm. you know? So the game is so big, like... I wonder how many more references there are that people don't know about or haven't found yet. There's got to be some. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure that 
you'll be probably seeing articles about Easter eggs for <laughs> quite some time. I still see, I still to this day see articles about Skyrim where somebody supposedly discovered something new. And um, I'm sure it's not something that's never been discovered, but, you know, they're just writing articles. But uh, Yeah, exactly. But with that game being as new as it is, I'm sure there's going to be... Uh, going to be quite a bit so i'm sure so there it is that was my fun little lore discussion for the night i thought it might be cool to do so it was a good time i was trying to see if i could find any references to uh, but maybe another time that'd be a, a fun little fun little game to play you can report back to us. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> um, I guess that's going to wrap it up. I don't see yeah, I guess in the that's notes it. Other than our usual announcements. So. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, uh, Mondays with Moki. Uh, Moki's taking a vacation, so we're not doing that this week? Not this week, yeah. And by the time it posts anyway, it I mean, Monday would be over. <laughs> right. So, but, uh, uh, if you're wondering yeah, why the, there wasn't one, it's because well, it's he's why. on vacation. Yeah, uh, but the following week, we should be back on our normal schedule. Yeah, so fishing, Cyrodiil, sometimes other stuff, too. Um, mm -hmm. So that's, that's they've been working on a. They've been working on a lot of the Necrom stuff, like World Bosses and Bastion Nimics, uh, the past couple weeks, which is cool. Excuse me. You gave me yawns. Mm -hmm. um, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's uh, 7, uh, 8, eight seven. Eastern, mm -hmm. 7 Central, right? That's correct. Yeah, grouping up 30 minutes prior. Um, and uh, no kind of requirements, just a casual, laid-back, fun little hangout. So... Um, Tuesdays, we've got Dungeon Night, and we call it Treacherous Tuesdays. Um, it's all the dungeon things. Uh, if you want to farm gear, do lore runs, speed runs, achievement hunts, any of that kind of stuff. Uh, and then Tuesday is the night that we sort of designate for, for doing that kind of stuff. And, um, you know, this week, Friday, um, if you are really into the Undaunted stuff, then we have Fearless Friday with Arthuria Dragoon. And that is our Undaunted event, because... Undaunted. Uh, undaunted. We are... We undaunted. are Undaunted. Yeah. You, al you always ask as if it's a question. Yeah. <laughs> we are Undaunted? <laughs> um, yeah, so they um, they group up and and do the, the delves and dailies. Um aren't you know undaunted things so with the event going on it's a good time to jump in on that too um, mm -hmm. yeah and if you've got other ideas for other events you can reach out to us um through discord and uh you can see about doing that we uh we're on all the platforms um playstation xbox and pc so yep. uh i am playstation loyal <laughs> crazy and uh gwen are both uh playstation traders um 
Mm-hmm. Yep. But <laughs> I solved my I solved my red name problem by taking a gold name. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Mess. Um. But anyway, yeah, you can come hang out with us in Discord uh, if you want to do that. There's a link. Uh, just go to eso.loreseekers.club, and that's got all the links to the different things, um, you know, lore seeker related, and including a Starfield Discord. Uh oh, uh oh, Starfield Discord mm-hmm. going on all right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. So you can head there, and um, there's a brief survey, or not survey. I don't know why I keep calling it a survey. A brief questionnaire. <laughs> there's a brief survey to um, figure out whether we like you yeah, or not. It's a, it's <laughs> a little kidding. short application. Just, uh, <laughs> you know, look, tell us a little about yourself. And, uh, before, you know, we, we do that to make sure before we let people in that uh, the type of guild that we are trying to maintain fits with the type of game you are trying to play. Uh, and just because it doesn't fit doesn't mean anything wrong, but it just might not be a good fit. You have five guild slots, and we don't want to take up a guild slot for somebody that, you know, is, you know, on PlayStation. We're not super into running hardcore trials all the time. So if you're looking to have five guild slots full of that, this is not the guild for you. So if you tell us in your application, I'm really into running nothing but trials 24-7, then, you know, we're either going to say you want to lead events, or, uh, or uh, maybe this isn't the right place. Um, but, uh, but anyway, so it doesn't it doesn't necessarily mean anything negative, but that's just so we can make sure that um, we we fit together well. Um, so head on over to the site, and uh, you can you can check us out there. Get into Discord. You can chat with all of us uh, there, and. Um, if you want to chat with us outside of Discord, um, you got a few ways you can do that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we got all of our social media. So uh, you can find us on Twitter or X or whatever we're calling it, um, at Snug Podcast. You can also send us an email at snugpodcast at gmail.com. And then if you're here with us, you're probably watching us potentially, if you can see, never and I, on uh, our cozy little space on Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash snug podcast. You can also watch our stuff on YouTube by searching for snug podcast and you should find us. And if you are watching this and prefer audio format for this kind of content, then all you have to do is search snug podcast on your podcast app of choice, your pod catcher, so they say. <laughs> and uh, you should be able to find us there too. So you can watch, you can listen, you can watch and listen. You know, there's so many options here. Um, but uh, I, I do want to say I think we're going to probably uh, just go ahead and and officially, unofficially name uh, the social media platform formerly known as Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. The little bird formerly known as. <laughs> it's your ex. Yeah. Oh, boy. It's not my ex. <laughs> not mine either. <laughs> oh, boy. Anyway, well, all right. So we'll see you next time, and hopefully we will have some more info on the new update, uh, update 40, mm-hmm. and some of the things coming with that. Uh, I am interested. We're going to find out about those crafting tables, right? Yeah. Uh, so Gwen I'm, and... Gwen says it's an ex-parrot, by the way, referring to Twitter. Oh, <laughs> um, oh by the way, hi, Gwen. I haven't said hi because uh, 
I'm not watching the, the Twitch stuff, so. Uh, but hello. And, uh, yeah, I completely lost my train of thought. I'm uh, so sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, no, you're good. Yeah, update, update 40. 40. Yeah, so I'm tables. looking forward to f finding out more about how those tables are going to work. Uh, and then we're also going to be finding out soon about uh, the endless, what do they call that? Archive. Endless archive. Yeah, I want to see what they're doing with that. I'm, I'm a little interested in uh, a new type of activity. For... I'm also excited to see the class armor. Class Ooh. armor? Oh, yeah, you don't know about that? Are they making armor specific for classes now? Yes. Really? Supposedly... One of the things coming from Endless Archive is potentially, like, armor that could work for certain class as well. So we'll have to find out. Is that just an aesthetic thing or a functional thing? When you say We don't work? know. Okay. Alright. So, is that going to be part of Update 40? Yes, because it's the stuff that's going to drop from Endless Archive. Okay. So All we'll right. find out. Yeah. Stand by for more. Yeah, so... Potentially. We'll, we'll leave you hanging on that. Hopefully uh, we have some more information on that next week. Um, awesome. All right. Well, until next time, I hope that everyone has a great week. And take care of yourself. Take care of others. And uh, just be a great person. And we will catch you next time. Sleep well, Tamriel. <laughs>